Hello, friends. Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast. This is the weekly live show, and it's just like no other where we try to help IT professionals, managed service providers, computer repair shops, anybody doing IT. We try to help you run your business better, smarter, and faster. Tonight, I think the world is a buzz because I have two people on as guests that uh, are causing a seismic shift in the channel. Alex Farling and Wes Spencer. Guys, hello. Hey, Mark. Good to see you. Hey, hey. Wes, uh, glad uh, that you could join us here. You are, uh, let's see, you are in some undisclosed location. Yes. I don't even know if you can hear me. My, I'm in the middle of Georgia and uh, my Wi-Fi is really, really bad here, but it's so good to be with you, Marv. Well, thank you for uh, being able to join us here and we'll, we'll uh, hope you can hang out as long as the Wi-Fi does. So welcome aboard. And uh, let's see, Alex, you are in your, you're in your, what is that? Star Wars in the background? Yeah, there's there's a little bit of Star Wars back there. A lot of it's still in boxes, but uh, but it's a it's a serious addiction. That's right. It's uh it's been moving days for you. How's that going? It has, it has, and uh, there's still more boxes that I'm happy with. But uh, but everything made it to Florida. Most of it in one piece, and uh, life is good. All right. So we are here to talk about the big news and big elephants. And you guys made the announcement that you've joined forces and are part of now I, I need to get the name correct because it used to be empath cyber i saw that it was empath msp but then i see it's just called empath what's what's the actual name and what's the actual news we got going on yeah so the company that wes originally started was empath cyber and the goal at empath cyber of course was to teach cybersecurity to msps uh, and as he and i got to talking about it we just realized that MSPs need more education than just cybersecurity. So when I when I came on board, we rebranded it to just Empath. Uh, the domain is Empath MSP because obviously Empath.com in this day and age uh, is a little out of reach for a tiny little startup. But um, but the uh, the product, of course, is still an education product, um, and we're working to bring uh, education to the masses. Right, kind of bring it down to to zero. Let everybody really learn how to run their MSP business, whether it be cybersecurity, whether it be finance, whether it be operations, whether it be sales. Um, all of those individual components um, help you kind of build out career paths and level up your team uh, through through the product that we're putting together and the courses and the and the, uh, the educational content. All right, Wes. Let me ask you: Back when you first decided to start this, what was the impetus? What uh, what got you motivated to do this? Uh, great question, Marv. I, you know, I like to say, uh, way back in 2016, when we started Perch, um, here, here's kind of the impetus to this whole thing. We, I remember selling a SIM, you know, like a detection for those that don't know, like a, like a security detection tool down market was really hard, right? This is way before MSBs had to worry much more than anything other than like antivirus and firewall, right? And here's the way things would go, Marv. We, we would have a uh, MSP that reach out to us and say, hey, Perch, um, I have a bank, my one bank, and they're asking for a SIM. So I got on Google and I searched SIM for MSP and you came up. And so let's talk. I'm like, great. And so I would, I would go and talk to the bank. We'd have a great conversation. I could usually like one call close the bank with us and the MSP together. Great conversation. Everything's great. We go through onboarding. They get set up. Everyone's happy. 
And I reach out again, like a month later to the MSB. I'm like, Hey, how are things going with perch? I'm like, Oh, the bank is super happy. They got the reports. Their federal regulators are very happy. Everything's great. I'm like, cool. Well, do you have any other opportunities for us? And the MSP would be like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, well, is anyone else like, you've got 60 other customers. You told me, you know, anyone else we can talk to. And they're like, well, no one's asking for perch. No one's asking for a SIM. I'm like, oh, okay, I got it. As the security practitioner in me, I'm like, we have an education problem. And so what I would tell the like a Zoom webinar with me, and um, I'll just talk to them about I'll just talk to them about everything cyber. I won't sell them. So Wes, um, I, don't, what I don't know if you can hear us, but you just started breaking up. So and we could get an MSP to move on cybersecurity when they understood how important it is and they could get their clients to understand that was the beginning of impact. All right. Wes, you broke up on us a couple of times there, so and you're frozen on the screen. So I'm going to give you a second to kind of refresh stuff. Uh, Alex, I'll go to you and ask the question, uh, when did you kind of get involved here? Because you were previously someplace else. Yeah. Um, I was at ScalePad. Um, well, obviously, I was running Lifecycle Insights uh, with, a, with an amazing team over there. Um, we brought that tool to the channel and we technically got acquired in January. We announced it, I think in April. Um, Wes and I have been talking probably since he first launched Empath, maybe even a little bit before. Um, but as, uh, as he got closer and closer to, to launching a real product, uh, I got more excited about what he was building. Um, you know, we were, when I go look at what we did at Lifecycle Insights, we kind of re rebuilt, revamped, um, really changed the way that MSPs did QBRs. And that meant we had to kind of turn into an education company. So I saw the value that education could deliver to MSPs in the industry um, as we taught hundreds and hundreds of MSPs how to go do QBRs that mattered to their customers. Um, and I just got really passionate about like the, the impact that education can have on a lot of these guys who were very similar to me, three-time college dropout who started an MSP kind of on accident and, uh, and winds up this uneducated guy who's running a business and learning everything through hard knocks. So, uh, you know, education became a huge passion. And as I was kind of, uh, you know, as we got acquired, Wes and I started having conversations about, hey, what if, what if we turned Impact into something bigger? And uh, it just kind of worked out. And since, uh, since I stepped away from ScalePad, um, I've kind of shown up over here and started working with Wes. All right, Wes, it looks like you're back. You are muted now. So unmute yourself and let's see if we can continue this. Uh, the question that I was going to ask you is, you know, the original quest was to educate about cybersecurity. Now that it's, you know, Empath MSP, what is the total education goal? Is it all things MSP, as I would, our good friend Eric uh, would say? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a few different things. Um, when we think about the MSP today, there's 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 a lack of consistency when it comes to education, right? It, there's a lot. So we were just talking to um, Eric Woodard from ProTech out in Utah. He's an MSP that I just deeply respect. And one thing that Eric told us was he said, you know, when I'm onboarding new folks that I hire, I don't have consistency. Um, he said, my usually my people are not all rowing in the same direction, right? And I need help across the board, whether it's account management whether that's VCIOs, um, whether that's, um, you know, sales and marketing types of roles, we really all need to be writing and moving in the same direction together. And so, yeah, we really are, Marv, kind of pursuing that from kind of all angles, if that makes sense. 
So let me ask the question and either one of you can answer. It seems as though education has been the big push at almost every conference for the last two to three years. And I'll be honest, sometimes I'm okay. Other times I'm like, well, that was a waste of my time. And it seems as though we're missing the mark. Now, I did catch a little bit of your uh, show that you guys did on Friday, I believe it was, and talking about the fact that most people, when they're educating, they're educating to sell something. So what's going to be different with you guys? You want to take that, Wes, or you want me to take it? Go, go ahead, Alex, because my Wi-Fi is just so bad. I'd love you yeah, to take that. So, so there's, there's going to be two things kind of different with us. Um, one, we don't have a product to sell other than a subscription. So once you sign up, there's no more, hey, if we, if we teach you an extra thing, if we force you through another course, if we get you another gold star, you buy more licenses from us, right? That's just not how it works. So once a person is an empath member, there's nothing more to be gained by us. So now all we have to do is deliver quality education that raises the bar in their MSP. If they improve their MSP by the education, it's a win and they'll stick around and we'll have a really good customer. But the other, th- the other, the big difference with us is that number one, our content isn't designed to sell you something. And number two, we're building accountability into the platform. To go back to Wes's story about Eric Woodard, he hires a new employee. He has 67 different product portals that that person has to log in and out of to learn the products, use the products, get comfortable in the MSP. That's 67 different universities, 67 different bits of content. No one place where he can go to say, hey, you know what? I hired Wes today and I need to get Wes from the AT&T, the AT&T store kid to tier two engineer. And I've got 24 months to do that in. Now I need to build a learning pathway to do that. I got to log into 67 portals, pull some content, build a spreadsheet, put it all together and try and figure out how to build a learning pathway for something. That doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. It's not realistic. It's not attainable. So if we can bring the content into a centralized place, and deliver learning pathways with some accountability that says, hey, Marv, when you hired me, you said, hey, Alex, you're going to put an hour a week into education. Well, now I'm going to put an hour a week in my timesheet. And the the final release of Empath in early next year will actually reach back into your timesheet and read it for you and tell us how much time you put into your training. And that tells you whether or not you're putting in the amount of training time that your boss thinks you should. And it also will kind of throw a red flag on your boss and say, hey, you told Alex you had to do an hour a week of training but he's doing 38 hours a week of tickets. There's no time left for him to do training. You have an overutilized resource. It's never going to get any better that you're never going to be able to, uh, to really move the needle. Right. So, so let me ask a, this a combination of accountability and content. That's not designed to sell something is really our hope of what changes. In this okay. But let me ask this because it's another platform. <laughs> it's another place for us to go to do yeah. something. Maybe it's not yeah. selling a product, but it's, it's another place. Uh, so what does that really gain in terms of accountability? Is it, is it a peer group type atmosphere? Is it, you know, another, you know, I don't even know what to call that, but I mean. Community, I think is the right thing to call it. Okay. It's another community. Um, the, the beauty of the way that we're building it is that it will be a uh, community of communities. So we've already talked to several vendors, and I don't know that we're at a place where we can really name any names. We've already talked to several vendors who are excited to bring their training material into the platform and include it in these learning pathways. We're excited to create many communities 
inside the platform so that we can give people fewer places to go and select from not just empath created content, but from vendor created content. So that let's say you have a, a zero trust vendor, uh, empath can teach you what is zero trust. They can teach you what portions of a, a security control framework does, do you need to solve for with zero trust and where does that fall in and how does it play out? And then the vendor can come in and teach you the 301 or the 401 level call that, um, that, or the 301 or 401 level class that teaches you how to deploy their product in a secure, stable, and reliable way that's going to keep your customers safe. Okay, so that sounds pretty good. Now, is there going to be some sort of standard or level by saying, hey, look, if you want to really teach your clients about this or if you want to grow as a company, these are the levels you should be reaching? Is is it, Are you going to have any of those types of things in there? We are. We're going to have some some minimum standards and some um, some standards that are based on size and, and revenue of the company and things like that. So a company with 12 employees, we typically see this and here's where you sit. So we'll be able to give you baselines and things like that. You know, a company your size typically has somebody who's uh, already done a ton of training in Azure. We don't see it. We see that as a big gap in your organization. You know, that's something that, that you want to fill. Um, we'll also be able to go through and say, hey, You've told, we'll be able to allow an MSP to set some goals and say, hey, 12 or 24 months from now, I want to be able to have somebody certified in this, this, and this. Um, I'm allowing 30 minutes a week. And now if I, if I start to build this out, what does it look like? And we'll actually be able to call them out and say, hey, from where you are to where you want to get, is it realistic in 24 months if you only do 30 minutes a week? Right? You're going to need an hour and a half a week or whatever that number is. And we'll actually be able to help MSPs build training plans specifically to get them from where they are to where MSPs who are doing more revenue, who are growing, who are above and beyond that metric, we're going to show them how to get there. All right. So Alex, I know that since you were without a home, technically this, this works for you. It gives you something to do full time. Uh, Wes, I'm going to uh, try to see see if we can unmute you here so you can chat with us here. Um, you, you're a busy man. So, I know that actually before I ask before I ask that question, let me ask you this. When you when you knew that you were gonna come on the show, did any of the girls over at CyberFox say anything to you? <laughs> so I I love my CyberFox crew. I hope you guys can hear me okay. It's yeah. cutting out a lot. Um, I love my CyberFox crew. I'm still very, very uh, tightly involved with them. Um, and I, I love the journey they're going on, and I'm very excited to continue to help them. And really, Al, uh, really, Alex will tell you this: um, Adam and David have been mentors from the very beginning, and, and will continue to be mentors and advisors and, and impact and where we're going. So um, that's the cool thing is is the relationship at CyberFox is still very tight and continuing to go go forward. They're just awesome folks. Okay, because I was going to ask how much you know time are you going to be able to devote going back and forth and, and doing stuff there and putting into you know the empath. Yeah, and there he goes. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to try turning my camera off and see if that improves um, quality here of, of audio. Maybe, maybe that'll make things better. Um, yeah. So no, we'll still be very, very involved with uh, CyberFox, especially in that advisory capacity. I do a lot of things for them around like you know strategy things around like. Um, you know, things around product and and working with some, we've got some really cool partnerships coming out um, at CyberFox. One of those, I can spill the beans a little bit, is um, what's happening with Fifth Wall Solutions on the cyber insurance side. That's really exciting to us. Um, and I, I love speaking. I love talking to MSPs, um, you know, at conferences, that sort of thing. So speaking on the, you know, the privilege management and 
how important that is. I do a lot of those kind of things as well. Um, so yeah, I'll still be very involved with CyberFox as um, things continue to go forward. All right. I don't want to get too far away from this question. Um, I don't know that we're going to be doing a post show here, but of course, Keith has to ask a very, you know, targeted technical question about your platform in terms of how mobile is it and can we view it well on mobile devices so we can train on the go? Yeah. So uh, that's a great question because it actually, it it comes up all the time. And uh, so the platform as it lives today is actually in a white labeled platform that has a mobile app. So today you have a full mobile app, everything, everything functions in the mobile app just fine. Um, As we're doing development, um, the mobile app is going to be our big Q1 initiative to make sure that as we transition out of a white label product and into the one that we're building, that's going to have more customizable features and more of the, the things that, that MSPs are telling us that they need more than we can get out of a white labeled app. Uh, we will go, um, you know, full, full mobile application and that'll continue things that we already have in the platform. Like um, we have private podcasts in the platform. So if you log into the platform, you can literally play a lot of the things that go on in the channels um, they get ripped to audio only and turned into podcasts and things like that. But you can also watch replays of videos, educational content, all of that. You can do that in the mobile app today, uh, but it will be coming in the mobile app that we build uh, as we as we continue to, to move into our underwear own platform. All right. Now, I know you said earlier you didn't want to really talk about the vendors that have gone on board with you. I saw somewhere that there was a number somewhere in the range of 67 tools. Now, is that tools plus vendors tools including no. vendors what is that that was a, that was an msp that told us that he has 67 vendor portals oh. uh, that he logs into um we were at build it in uh, in orlando last week and uh an, an msp eric woodard told us he had 67 portals that uh that he has to log his customer or his, his employees in and out of. That's just all. that seems seems high <laughs> it is, but uh, I would argue that he's probably one of the most mature MSPs as far as solving for the entire CI or the entire um, CIS framework. So he is well down that rabbit hole, and that just leads to um, a certain number of tools that you're almost required to have. All right. Um, I've also seen in some phrases out there that you want to be the Switzerland of education. Yeah, so um, one of the things that we um, – you know, we've had a lot of conversations with vendors. All of them want to sponsor something, pay for something, buy some time, get get in front of a community when you start to build a community. Um, we've been very clear from the door that while everyone is welcome, um, Empath is not to be bought and paid for. So, you know, there will be opportunities for vendors to come in and engage, but educational content will be strictly educational content. Um, we're not going to let you buy advertisements or, you know, pushy sales content or anything like that. We really have to stand by the, uh, the, the truth of educational content for the sake of education. Um, you know, too much of what we see when we go to a, um, to a trade show is a thinly veiled uh, sales pitch disguised as an education session. And that just can't be what empath turns into. It won't be a successful business if we, if we bow to that. So uh, while we would like to have everybody come play, it will be, uh, you know, put away the sales weapons and come hang out with the community and, and do some good and educate along. So I, I think that – well, let's just say I've seen the attempts at the trade shows to say you're going to educate and not sell, yep. but then all of a sudden it slips in there. The, the sale is given or the reference to this is how we do it, and if you come on board with us, so how, how are you going to regulate that stuff? That's the, that's the beauty of an education platform, right? We um, largely uh, 
largely speaking, we record the content ahead of time and uh, we don't have to publish content that has those kinds of things. So there will be strict education standards. It will be uh, very much um, policed and to make sure that that kind of content just makes it. All right. I just need to let uh, audio listeners know the people watching the video will have seen that Wes has dropped off. Uh, I should let everybody know that if you joined late, Wes was somewhere in the hills of Georgia. And I know about Georgia. There are places where Wi-Fi is just horrible. Uh, my family has a Christmas uh, vacation up there every year. I'm on a mountaintop. I tried to do a podcast up there one time using my phone, and that was not pretty. So, uh, Wes is closer to Santa Claus up there on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, awesome. so Wes has dropped off. So, if people are waiting to hear him jump back in, he is gone. So, Alex will be. I hear you. Like, um, you know, back to educational standards. Like that is a real problem in this space. And uh, luckily, um, Wes is kind of a hard ass. I'm kind of a hard ass, and we can put our foot down make sure that the content makes it. Well, but it's a tough thing because the whole reason that vendors are at those shows is to get the people, you know, to right. get well, those people. Well, they QR have the ROI show, right? Yeah. When, I, when I pay $50,000 to go to a, a 19 Nation as a vendor, and I don't know if MSBs realize, but vendors spend fifty, seventy-five, dollars $100,000 to go to some of these trade shows, plus all the labor for their people, all the swag they give away, all the things. These shows are expensive. Yeah. Um, so there's a reason that MSPs get hounded at the end of a trade show. And if we can keep that from being the case in Empath, um, we can deliver education without the big cost and big expense of a trade show. Nobody has to ROI it, right? They were going to build some of these videos anyway, maybe even substandard lower quality videos to put in their training portal. And if we can teach them how to, how to deliver better educational content, most of the vendors that we've talked to are, are all on board. So not, not to say there won't be some learning curves and some missteps along the way. Like it, it, it's, a, it's work. It's, it's hard to change what's been this way in an industry for a long time. But I think, you know, we, we, with Wes, we bring somebody with an impeccable reputation and the ability to go stand toe to toe with the vendors and have tough conversations with them. Uh, everybody knows I'm really shy on opinions and don't have a lot of them. So there, there's an equal chance that, uh, that I will go have some of those tough conversations with folks if that's what it turns into. But the, the vendors that we've talked to so far, um, and, and we've been cherry picking and, and opening this up and talking to some of the, some of our favorites, some of what we consider to be to be the really good guys. But so far, they're they're very on board with that. They understand that logic and that mentality. And we've even told them that some of them can participate in the community as long as they toe the line and behave. But if we see sales pitches in the community, out you go. Um, and we have to we have to man up and uh, and. Uh, actually do that we have to stick to our guns on that right that'll be on us to make sure we get it right all right so now if somebody goes to the website which i will should have put it here on the screen here but it's empath uh msp.com which forwards right now to empath cyber and you guys will get all that squared away but when they go there they don't see like platform tiers or join for x number of dollars a month how is that going to work in terms of is it something where you know, there's going to be a flat fee for everybody, or there are going to be tiers where I can get more access. I can do peer sessions. I get more. There are, there are no tiers for extra access or anything today. Um, there probably will be in the future, but today it's a pretty simple product. It's a pretty simple offering. It's $75 for your first employee and then about 25 bucks an employee. Per month. It's a fairly affordable product. Um, so it's, it's price per employee. Um, you can go out and sign up for a free trial if you need anything. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn and we can get you get you a free trial even for a couple employees or whatever. Um, 
we do weekly live streams and, and of course the recording content. So um, we try and keep it a really simple pricing model and an affordable pricing model. You know, you know our feeling is that if education can't upskill your employees by twenty five bucks a month, um, we've done something wrong. The education just isn't isn't much needed. All right. I know you said that vendors were clamoring to hop on board and get involved. What about what about MSPs? I know you you've got the ear to a lot of MSPs. What are they saying? Yeah, the, you know, we've got a lot that are already in the platform that are excited about it. Um, we haven't really gone hard on the sales pitch to the to the MSPs yet because we really want to build up the content to get past the the, the hurdle. Right now, we have a ton of cyber content, but not a lot of content for the sales guys, the ops guys, all those other folks. So. We're pushing hard right now to create content. Um, I just did a five-part series on uh, MSP sales process in the platform. Uh, so that's published and out there now. We're going to do some stuff on account management, and BCIO, and those kind of things. Um, but it's the platform's open and ready for MSPs. But like I said, um, late December will launch uh, – late this year, probably December, will launch a beta of the new platform. And that's the point at which we'll probably really put our foot down and, and do the advertising and sales pitch to try and drag folks into it. But uh, – we would rather get it right than get it out early. So, uh, so we're heavy in development on getting version two. Back up. All right. Well, uh, sounds all pretty straightforward. Sounds. Yeah. We, we try and keep it simple, man. It's uh, I'm a simple human. So I don't want to, if I, if I don't understand it, nobody else is going to understand it either. Sounds ambitious. Um, but as if anybody well. wants a demo of it, by all means, you know, reach out to me on LinkedIn. We'll, we'll get you set up for the demo. All right. So the other question is going to be, I know that, you know, right now, you know, the price is simple. The the goal is simple. Uh, and for you, uh, it's a little step back a little bit. What's going to happen in, I don't know, three to five years? What, where What's the end goal for you guys down the road? So, you know, I don't know that we know what the end goal is, but um, we've already had multiple um, multiple folks offer to buy it from us. So, you know, this is this is the MSP game, right? And I hate to say it because everybody sags their head and goes, oh, my God, I hate to hear it. But, you know, at some point, someone will come wave a check in our face so big we can't say no. Um, that's just how these businesses operate, right? That's just how private equity works. And, uh, you know, so it, it will eventually get sold. But uh, we have some pretty lofty goals. We would like to have uh, 100 unique educators from the community in the platform teaching courses. We'd like to have over 1,000 MSPs trained. And over a hundred thousand hours of content stream. So we have some pretty lofty goals as far as uh, you know, blowing this platform up and really turning it into something big. Um, and then you know, I think there are some uh, some folks out there who are trying to do education today and just don't quite ha- have it quite right. Who could bolt something like this onto some other offerings and and continue to grow it? You know, when Wes and Wes and I are just done. You know. Um, you get to a point where it's just, it becomes a 200, 300, 400 person organization. Um, not all of us are meant to run that kind of an organization. Will you be doing things at trade shows? Like, will you be doing yeah. sessions at a show maybe? We're actually doing a session at IT Nation. Um, Wes and I are doing one together at IT Nation. Um, but we will be doing sessions at trade shows. We probably will do, be doing some pre-show work, um, like uh, pre-day workshops. And we're going to be doing some workshops around the country. We've got some vendors who have asked us, um, you know, if we would come do an educational event for them. So, you know, we may go to Chicago and, and meet a bunch of MSPs there, put everybody in a boardroom for a day and just teach educational content. We did this, Wes and I did this back in February with um, a bunch of Barry McKinley uh, partners and prospects. 
And basically what we taught was how to use cyber liability insurance and, and assessments to sell to MSPs. And uh, it turned into a really, really great offering, a really, really great product. Um, yep, the Alex and Wes show. That is, uh, I, I don't know if, uh, if that's worthy. I think it should be the Wes and Alex show. Uh, definitely the, he's definitely the star here. He's the show pony. But, um, but, you know, we've, we've done some of those. We've gotten really, really great, really amazing feedback. Um, we've, we've done a few of these smaller, um, really intimate events with like CyberFox and Ninja um, that Wes and I have done under different, under different uh, banners uh, before it was public that I was coming here. But, uh, you know, I just went out and did a, a keynote at one for Ninja out in Austin. These things just go so well, and MSPs walk away with so much from them that I think you'll see us do a significant number of if you're in an NFL city, uh, someplace where it's easy to fly in and out of, and we can get a reasonable amount of MSPs to come together, Wait. Um, we, we may be coming to your town. Did you did you say NFL city? No, the ones that have big airports. Fort Lauderdale's got a big airport. Okay, there you go. You and we have, in Fort Lauderdale? And we have Lionel Messi. What's that? Oh, that's football. That's, that's the other football. The other football. Yeah, he plays, he plays literally like five blocks from my office here. Okay. Well, I, I don't have the attention span for soccer, but I mean, if you're trying to get us to do something in Fort Lauderdale, let's make it happen. Well, I don't. I'm not going to go. These would like to be here in like January to hang out with you. Yeah, come on down. I'll we'll do something here. I got a big enough space for us. All right. There you go. We'll do that. All right. Well, uh, Alex. Um, so we we miss Wes. I think we've covered everything here. Did you? Did you prepare yourself? You have moved to Florida, I hear. Uh, that makes me an official Florida man, doesn't it? So did you prepare for Florida man? I did not. You did not? I did not. I have failed you. <laughs> I'll get you. So let me ask the question, and I'll ask it in a way that you don't have to give away the location. Is it North Florida, Central Florida, South Florida? I'm in, I'm in Tampa. I've said it enough times that okay. uh, enough people can find me if they want. But Tampa, yeah, Florida. Of Tampa. Yeah. A lot of Florida man stuff happens there, by the way, just so you know. You know, Tony Francisco's here, so, you know, that's like the OG Florida man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so a lot of stuff happens there. And I've got two clients over there, so we'll have to – I still want to, I still want a session here in Fort Lauderdale, but I'll visit when we're You'll over. Visit here. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, my fourth day in the house, uh, we saw a five-foot alligator out back. And I texted Wes a picture of it, and he said, "Oh, you found the Florida State bird." Yeah. So, yeah, this five foot's pretty small. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. He's <laughs> like, "Did you pet it?" <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see if there's any Florida man stories today from Tampa. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. Well, there's a rabbit otter story. <laughs> huh. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, but that's down here in South Florida. Yeah. A Florida man uh, recovering after being bitten by rabbit otter. Apparently, that's the big story. That's literally. I would have thought that I would have thought that otters were more like squirrels, and they couldn't get rabies. They didn't normally carry rabies. Like squirrels and stuff don't carry it. Don't carry it. No, I only know that because my fiance got bit by a squirrel. Your fiance got bit by a squirrel. Yeah, my 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 dog and my mother's dog went and chased the squirrel into a corner of the fence and picked it up and carried it over and handed it to her. Picked it up and it better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, that sounds like a Florida man story. Yeah, except that happened in Maryland. <laughs> who, who just, that was just a dumb redneck story. Randomly, randomly picks up a <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> just a dumb redneck story, man. Yeah. 
All right, so I'll find a nice Florida man story and I'll post it in the show notes, folks. Um, Right now, all I'm seeing is rabbit otter, and I don't want to read about a rabbit otter down here. So (laughs) we'll do more. Let me go ahead and uh, say thank you to some sponsors, and then we'll finish up with Alex here. Uh, I should always say that the IT Business Podcast is presented by NetAlly, your number one ally for network diagnostic tools. NetAlly.com. I use this pretty much every day. Actually, I'll tell a story uh, in a minute about how I used it today at a client that wasn't even mine. Our live stream presented by Computers Done Right, a full-service IT provider offering managed services and consulting in Venice, Florida, on your side of the state, Wes. So if you need service down there, ComputersDoneRight.com. And our newest sponsor, Instant House Call, remote support software designed for small businesses. So if you need some tools that are easy to deploy with cross-platform compatibility, both PC and Mac, UAC compatibility, unattended remote access, and more, head over, head over to instanthousecall.com, 15-day free trial, and you don't even have to put in your credit card. So let me see. I need to go ahead and give a shout out. I mentioned out his name earlier, but Eric Anthony over at All Things MSP, sometimes I will just put on their show and listen as I'm getting ready for my show here. And Eric did a shout out to the show, mainly because Alex, you and Wes were here. So uh, Eric, thank you very much for the mention. One of the things that he was doing on his show was talking about ways to support All Things MSP, but also about the fact that we as a community should be much better in supporting each other and not denigrating each other on how we run our businesses and whether or not we're really an MSP. And uh, Eric, I appreciate those words. Of course, I get called out about that all the time as the man in the van. So I understand (laughs) that a lot of people don't think that I'm an MSP. So um, let's see here. Oh, something else in the chat here. Don't forget about golf in Florida. Golf so in Florida. I'm going to have to hire a golf coach because I am not qualified to golf. Golf costs me about one ball every hole. So just get 24 balls and you'll be fine. That's, that's it. It's even more expensive <laughs> sport that way. <laughs> well, you can go and get the used balls out of the right. uh, golf club. It's not going to matter. I'm only going to hit it once. <laughs> that's right. So we can do that. I'll, I'll, you can go golfing with me. I golf. I can, nice, uh, nice. I can. I'll take you up on that. Yeah, um, on. we'll do that. So, Alex, let me ask. I'll ask a, a a question that's not necessarily related to what we talked about tonight. But in the time that you departed Lifecycle Insights and hopped on board with Empath, what was life like in those those in between days? I've been talking to a lot of people that have made a shift in either their business or lifestyle or something, and one of the things I've really been talking with people about is those those days in between. Yeah, I, I didn't really have them, so mm. it's not it's not really a fair question because I knew where I was going. Okay. I was already working on it. Um, it was already something I was working on evenings and weekends anyway. Um, so you know, there was there was a few days in between where I got to really take some time off and decompress, but I didn't have the um, the, the stresses or struggles that other people do when you job or when you sell a company and you're like, I don't know what to do next. Um, I've kind of dumb lucked into that my entire career. And I don't even know how, 
Um, you know, when I was 20 years old or so, eh, 22 maybe, um, I was working for a company that did Dell technical support and I was a corporate trainer and I taught the people in Dover, Delaware to answer the phone and go, thank you for calling Dell technical support. This is Alex. How can I help you? And I taught a couple thousand of those people over the matter of a few years. And one day I got called into the office and they said, uh, we lost the contract. All this work is going to India as the corporate trainer. You're the first guy to go because we ain't training nobody new. And, uh, and so that was how I found out I didn't have a job, uh, you know, working this cushy uh, corporate education gig. And so I, I left there and my mother was an AS400 programmer working at what we would now call a break fix shop in town. Um, they had a break fix computer side of the business and a software development side of the business. I would just walk in and went, you'll never believe what happened to me today. The guy that owned it walked by and put his keys on the counter and said, well, that's great. I've been thinking about retiring. Why don't you take my job? And turned around and walked away. And I was just dumbfounded. Sure enough, he was serious. And, you know, three days later, I was running an IT business that I had no business running. Um, I realized I liked it. I realized I had a knack for it. Um, I said, thank you for the opportunity, but I'd like to go start my own. And I need to go uh, wander around for two years and be lost and and do something until my non-compete goes away. So I did. Um, I filled vending machines and worked at a Radio Shack for two years. And then I bought what Delaware Micro, which turned into my MSP for like $8,000 when a guy was bankrupt and getting run into dirt. And uh, that turned into my MSP. I ran it for 16 and a half years. We started Lifecycle Insights before I sold the MSP. Um, So when I sold the MSP, my partners at Lifecycle were like, oh, no, you're coming here. There's no question about it. You have to come help us turn this thing into something. And then, uh, you know, ScalePad acquired us. Worked with Scalepad a little bit the transition, but you know before I was done there, I kind of knew where I was going again. So I've just been blessed to never really have that, um, you know, except for a brief time when I was 22 and too stupid to know any better. Um, I've never really had that time in between where it's like you sit around and wonder what life's going to be like, or or worry about whether or not you're going to land somewhere. Um, I've just been blessed to never have that experience. So let me ask you this: when you were going through that phase where you just kept ending up in IT. Because that's that's how I got here. I never wanted to be a tech. I yeah. thought computer geeks were just, you know, people to make fun of because I was a I job. I wanted to be a helicopter pilot, so I'm a total failure. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, I wanted to fly that big big orange uh, Coast Guard helicopter and go fish people out of the ocean. Uh, in Kodiak, Alaska, huh? Oh, that sounded cool. What'd you do? Watch watch the Guardian and get all excited? Right. <laughs> um, but But what was it that kept drawing you back to IT, even though, I mean, I just had a knack for it. I don't know. Um, you know, my mother was a programmer from the time I was in second grade. I always grew up around computers and just kind of had a knack for it. So, uh, I always found it interesting. I like I like solving problems. I like helping people with their problems. I think it's really what kept driving me back to IT. Um, in fact, the point at which I got tired of the MSP was when I had to be a manager and I lost the, um, you know, go fix somebody's computer and have their face light up and then go, Oh my God, thank you so much. Like losing that was just totally ruined the job for me. Hmm. Um, and I really kind of hated the MSP after, uh, after I got out of that engineer role where I got to go see people and shake hands and, uh, you know, see the results of the work. So I'm not wired like a typical computer guy. All right. We'll have to dig into more of that later. So, Oh, well, we're going to need a couch for that conversation. Now, I'll, I'll see you at IT Nation. We'll have a drink. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Do that. Yep. All right. Well, Alex, thanks for hanging out here. Uh, thanks for letting us talk about your new venture, Empath MSP, folks. Go check it out, empathmsp.com. The Wes, Wes and Alex Rodeo Show, or Big Show. I don't know which, 
Which one of us is the is there every rodeo has to have a clown? I'm afraid that's me, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Wes, Wes, Wes isn't here to defend himself. Yeah, well. He's not. Well, that's on him for driving in the mountains of Georgia. That's it, and that's what happens when you're too busy to ever sit still. But, uh, but Marv, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, always a pleasure. And uh, let me know. We'll get you a, a free trial of Empath 2. Let you come check it out and see what we're up to. All right. We will do that. All right, buddy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for hanging out, watching the show here. And I'll have everything in the show notes. And we'll be back. Next week, I've got a couple of great shows lined up over the next couple of weeks. And on behalf of Wes, I say thank you. And our good friend Alex, that's going to do it, folks, for tonight. We'll see you next time. Appreciate it. Holla. 